Cole Berry here with my man Brett Strauss coming at you with the KC Kingdom podcast, bringing you all the news and notes around Kansas City sports. All right, so we have a lot of Chief stuff to unpack today. Uh, we're going to have to go through just, I mean, everyone's freaking out on red alert. Before we get to any of that, though, Kansas City sports was, was, was a quiet weekend. Very quiet weekend, actually, yes. Um, we'll start with college football, which is about all we have. Uh, KU had the week off. They take on the 15th-ranked Texas team this week. Mizzou football beat Ole Miss in their homecoming game this last weekend to move to the top of the SEC East after both Florida and Georgia took losses over the weekend. Other than that, hardly anything. Yeah, nothing out of the Royals, nothing out of KU basketball. It was pretty quiet, so which is works for us. We're on a short week here for the Chiefs, so we can just we can go ahead and unpack everything, all of our feelings after two straight losses. Before we get into anything specific related, we want to check in with our rivals around the division. News and notes from around the West. Yeah. Uh, nothing really Raiders related here. They they had the week off after playing Chicago and upsetting them in London. Uh, they play Green Bay this week though, so that is a big game, especially with them being one game back from us potentially. Right. It'll be they'll either be one game back or well, half a game back, I guess, if we lose to Denver. Yeah. Or we'll, they'll be two depending on the outcome. Uh, the Chargers though, that's that's the big story. I mean, through six. They just weeks, stink. They're, they're done. They're not good. No, they're bad. They're not. They got Hunter Henry back. He looked great. You know, and he, he had a really big game, caught, caught a few key passes trying to bring him back. But, I mean, other than that, the, Melvin Gordon, maybe he's knocking some rust off. You can still use that. Yeah. But I just, from this team, it just doesn't look good right now. I mean, it was like, and it was bad mistakes. Like that touchdown, the defensive touchdown that Pittsburgh had where they threw it behind the line of scrimmage. Oh, that, yeah, that was. That's just bad. That would open the game. Yeah, even. you can't it, do that. And they just passed that, just passed the middle mistakes. They were just getting ran. I, okay, from a Chiefs fan, I can't talk about run defense very much. You know, that's a little hypocritical. Yeah. But this team came out, the Steelers, and just ran it down their throats with a third-string quarterback. Like, they didn't even – that was their game plan. Everyone knew that was what their game plan was going to be, and they did it anyway. And then when James Conner goes down, Benny Snell comes in and does the same thing. Yeah. So the Chargers have – They've lost the will to live. They have, Oh, man, they just – the stadium is depressing over there when you're – I love it. <laughs> you know, as as a fan of the Chiefs, but it was all yellow. It was terrible. Yeah. Like usually it's like 50-50, 60-40 maybe in the other way, but this looked like a legit Steelers home game. I mean, we've seen that stadium when they're good and it's still not that It's full. still not exactly. Now they stink. Now they're 2 and 4 and it's getting straight up invaded by other teams. Do you okay, so this is actually a really good uh, talking point because Chiefs fans, especially on like Chiefs Twitter, you you go all over there. They're in red alert mode right now after two straight losses. Right. We're, there's a lot of panic. It seemed like we were red in, in red alert mode last week. We were, and it's it's much of the same, if, but heightened this week. Yeah, we're not the fan base that needs to be red in red alert. That's probably the Chargers. Uh, yeah, the, we've had very similar starts to the season, except we won four games and they've lost four games. Um, last week we did the thing where we were talking about Chiefs Colts. We said Chiefs hit a button. The, the Colts score 19 points against the Chiefs before the game. Everyone hits the button. Yeah. This week, it's the hit the button. The Chargers start off 2-4. and four. You hit that button. If the Chiefs start off 4-2 and two and the Chargers start off 2-4, and four, would you hit that button knowing that? 
In what context? I, I don't really understand. Okay, so you, you get here. to hit a button. The Chargers are two and four if it means the Chiefs are four and two. Oh yeah, absolutely. Exactly, yeah. and that, and so we have no reason to be in red alert because our biggest competition is they're falling back worse than we are at this yeah, point. I think. Well, we'll get into it here real quick. Yeah, we'll but, get into but, it real quick. But just yeah. from a Chargers standpoint, they they were coming in. It was the, once again another year of oh the Chargers won the West. Right. They're going to win the West. They're going to be competing. They're coming off a twelve and four season, and their start to the season has been abysmal. They've yeah. had injuries like the Chiefs, but they haven't been able to overcome them. Denver, uh, we're going to talk extensively on Denver in the preview of t- this week's game, but we can talk a little about what we saw this past week of them playing and, and them picking up that, that big win. So we, sure. So what did you think of the – did you get to watch much of that game? Um, I don't think so. I got to watch a decent bit of it. I, I always go back and you know watch yeah. a lot of the highlights and stuff. But Denver, look, they look pretty good. Yeah? I mean, it's against the Titans, but yeah. they their, def- their defense looked good. Yeah. And uh, well, they benched Mariota. Yeah, that's they got Mariota benched. Then you can either say it was because the Titans' offense was bad, but I mean the the Denver's defense they were doing some things where they deserve a lot of credit of that benching. Mariota, I mean, he's had some good games, not great games, but he's had right. a couple three touchdown games, and and he's done some some things well. The Titans aren't a terrible team, but Denver came out, they handled business. It was, I mean, start to finish a win, so yeah, that's a good good thing for a team. It is that, a good thing. They're what, a couple roughing the passer calls away from being like four and two right now. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it a lot earlier this year about how they didn't seem like they didn't have the look of a bad it's, team. They don't look like Miami, right? Yeah, but they're just not winning games. So it was they they had some signs of life, and and now they get a short week against the Chiefs. Who knows? We'll talk. We're gonna yeah, get into who that. Knows? But. All right, before we get into our analysis of the Texas versus Chiefs, let's go Let's go to the phones and see what the fans' initial reaction after the loss was. Uh, hi. hi. You there? Am I on? Uh, yeah, yeah, we got you. Hey, it's me again. Team City, Madman, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember you. You called in a couple weeks ago. How's it been, Mr. Madman? Oh, man, these past two weeks have been like Christmas back-to-back. Oh, man, I'm so happy. What do you, we've lost back-to-back home games. How does that make yeah, you happy? Yeah, man, we lost, man, twice at home. You know what that means? You know what that's going to do to price of tickets? What did you say to the price of tickets? Boom, I'm back, baby. Yeah, security couldn't keep me out, but them damn ticket prices definitely have been. So let me get this straight. The you're happy the Chiefs have lost because ticket prices are now down. It's economics, that's all I'm going to tell you. Uh, I'm back up in the upper deck. I'm no longer paying $200 for a, a damn ticket. I'll tell you that runs right now. <laughs> so, so in an ideal situation for you, the Chiefs lose, what, every twice every couple games, keep the ticket prices down? I'd say, um, you know, I'm confident moving into the playoffs. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's good for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Mister. It may Mr. not be the best on the book, but it's best on the pocket book. You know what I mean, man? Hell yeah! <laughs> thank you, Mister Madman. Uh, I'm sure we'll see you up there in the upper decks on the on the camera on a field goal or something. Uh, glad to hear your ticket prices are going down. But let's hope for a Chiefs win against the Broncos this week, right? Yeah, that, uh, yeah. Uh, screw Denver <laughs> and uh, uh, long live Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Mister Madman. 
That was the Kansas City Madman, everyone, and he's happy because ticket prices are down. What are we going to talk about in this Texans game? Um, we can start with time of possession. There's so we can start time of possession, penalties, injuries, play calling, decision making. There's a lot to be critical about. Let, oh yeah. Let's start with some positives, I guess. First quarter. First quarter, very positive. We looked great. Oh, uh, 17 to three. I thought that was it. I was like, we're back. I about texted you, Chiefs by sixty. <laughs> when we went up seventeen to three, I about sent them. I'm glad I. I mean, did. we were humming. Oh, we were, and Tyreek looked good. That was a good sign. Well, that was really, and throughout the game, Tyreek still looked pretty good. He looked, yeah, he looked good. No rust, which is great. Obviously, his speed's a big, big factor, and the injury was a shoulder, so yeah, contact was. I was worried about not necessarily right. running routes, but but I mean, even on that touchdown, oh, he there was up. some contact, and he just popped up. He climbed. He, and he popped up excited too. He yeah. was so he's back. The interesting thing is he only played twenty nine snaps, which is roughly about fifty mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. So I expect him to be worked in even more, as much as this week. You know, yeah. it's even it's, even if it's a short week, he'll still see a lion's share of of snap percentage going forward. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a catch twenty two for me because when he came in and was playing well, now we can't blame the well we don't have Tyreek anymore. Yeah, uh, but we don't have Sammy. Okay. See, yeah, Sammy there's always did, another. Sammy did we us the blame. yeah. Sammy did us the favor of not being there. No, and and. The offense, it looked in the first quarter very good. And it there was a video of Mahomes hurting his ankle again, and then his numbers after that ankle injury were, like, terrible. Yeah, I saw that. I don't buy into that just because. I don't really buy it either. It was a tough hit. Yeah. But it, like, what was that, last week when the offensive lineman stepped on him, and then that looked like an injury. That this looked, looked more like he, his leg just got caught underneath yeah. somebody. So another positive probably uh, – the defense caused some turnovers, three turnovers. Uh, yeah. I know the defense gave up a lot of yardage and points, but they did two picks. Charvarius Ward had that great interception awesome in the pick. corner. Yeah. Frank Clark, I thought, see, because when I about texted the Chiefs by 60, last week I said Frank Clark was going to have a big game. And then the very first play, he has that strip fumble. Right. I about texted you, told you. Glad, yeah. I, I'm glad I didn't there either because it was just, it, it just went downhill very quickly. Yeah. I mean, it's like they always say if you keep a good team around, that's bad, you know, because oh, yeah. and it kind of felt like that there, especially in the second quarter when they kind of got some steam. I'm like, it was yeah. if we keep them around, we're going to do exactly how, you know, the blueprint is out on the Chiefs and everyone yes. keeps saying that. But it is and it's ha- it has been. It has been. You control the time that you tr- control the time of possession. You keep Mahomes on the sidelines, but and it's always been easier said than done. Exactly. And another thing to point out is that. The injuries, you don't want to blame them for losses, but it is a key factor. And right now, the Chiefs, they don't have the whole left side of their offensive line. You know, they're out Wiley. They're out uh, Eric, Eric Fisher. Fisher. They don't have Sammy Watkins. They're out a couple linebackers like Hitch. So when Chris Jones. Chris Jones is the big one. I mean, he's huge. Especially in run defense. Exactly. And, and the run defense, a lot of people point out, was bad with Chris Jones. But I expect with Chris Jones in, there's always one or two plays per game where he just blows up. Where yeah. like it's it's a loss in the backfield, or he he gobbles a running back up, and it's few and far between because our run defense is so bad. But it happens, and that could have been a, a game like this. One plays big, yeah. But man, just the blueprint. Back to the blueprint thing. The blueprint is out. I don't expect that blueprint to stay consistent when the Chiefs do get healthy. Yeah, because you can't follow it. You just can't. The well, t- that like I said, it's always been out. It's always been out, but, but you just can't do it. Yeah, and right now there's just so much going against them. This reminded me a lot of the Steelers game last year early on, 
We jumped up 21 nothing early on the Steelers. Right. And then they came back 21-21 at half. The Texans took that quick lead going into halftime because of the Mahomes fumble. Yep. And so I was like, oh, this feels a lot like the Steelers game. We're going to come out. We're still going to be firing on offense. And then we just weren't. And it just it went downhill and went downhill. And then in the fourth quarter, we only saw a minute of the ball. It was just it was depressing. Yeah, downhill is a good word because they were running it downhill oh, right the, on our face. The Carlos Hyde revenge game. We, we talked about it. We did. And it, we, we might have spoken into existence it was, on accident. It, it was the revenge game. And he, I mean, he had the sound bite and the you can't. Stop us. Fry, fr, fr, or, yeah. F word stop us. And then he just kept, and he was right. We couldn't. We could no, not stop Carlos Hyde. The Chiefs couldn't stop Carlos Hyde. And that's hard to sink in after a loss. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we let Carlos Hyde go. So, you know, I, I'm not trying to talk down on Carlos Hyde. Exactly. But we let him go. That's, I mean, you if know. If our team didn't see enough in him to keep him around, and then he carves us up, he's either, either we're either wrong our run defense is that bad, or both, and it's a double loss. Yeah. So it's just it was. A I bad. just think I'm wrong. I don't think. I think you could take Trent Richardson and carve us up. No, Trent Richardson right is the only running back that couldn't do it because <laughs> Trent Richardson would run the opposite way of the. That's true. The ten foot That's wide true. hole, he would just go the other way. He's the only running back that wouldn't be able to do it right now. But, okay, so we lost again, back to back games. What's a couple things you saw here that were like key moments, like decisions? I thought the pick in the end zone. That's that was, the big that, one. It wasn't even like a key. Mo- well, it was key. It was a key. But mo- I mean, it was seven. It was a weird moment. It, I was like, what just happened? Okay, it was 17 to 9 at that point. So it was kind of key because if even with a field goal there, that's huge implications on a one right. score game. There's no guarantee that we wouldn't get a field goal there because our offense at that point was still on, on the humming variety. Right. So I mean, we could have punched that in and took a couple more minutes off the clock. The Texans never get that late second half possession. Like a bunch of things could have changed because it was so yeah. early on. But that was such a blatantly bad call that I yeah. do, I don't even know how to unpack it. Well, and I don't. It was a bad call. It was a bad throw. I don't know what he was doing. Okay. Because he kept saying, "I could see him on the sideline. That was my receiver." No, it wasn't. Yeah. You want to throw it to Kelsey. Kelsey was 20 yards further back. I mean, we know Kelsey. He ain't fast. Okay, well, but what I saw was that he said Kelsey was supposed to be going that way. So the throw would have been over him regardless. But I think the flag coming out made him think he had a free play because he was, like, pointing immediately. Yeah, and yeah. He, so he just heaved it up, hoping something like much like the Tyreek offsides thing. Right. So even if Kelsey, the Aaron Rodgers play. Yeah, like just he saw it. the flag come out, he threw it up. Kelsey was apparently supposed to be running a corner on that route or somewhere yeah. in that area, so it probably would have been an overthrow anyway. But to Mahomes, he didn't really care. He's just trying to get the ball in the air to make something happen. So then we'll just dissect this play as it happened. So then they spot the ball as they call the penalty, spot the ball, and then come back and say, well. It can't be that penalty because he wasn't your intended target. But then the replay video showed just Kelsey getting mauled, which happened a yeah. couple times on the day. Yeah, just absolutely thrown to the ground. And there was in my head, and the, and then they said it can't be a penalty because the ball was already in the air when the contact happened, which it wasn't. The ball wasn't in the air yet. That's I mean, you can go back and look at the video. Warren Sharp posted like timestamps frame by frame. The ball was absolutely not in the air. But we couldn't challenge it because it would have been illegal contact. It wouldn't call pass interference. That is just a crazy yeah, I, sequence. Like, how do really you do is. that? And then come out and say an inter- I just, oh, this pass interference stuff is getting crazy. It's getting very, and you could tell the league did it 
just to appease, I guess, the Saints fans. I guess. Because they have no intention of overturning any of them. It's a wasted timeout and a wasted challenge at this point. Yeah. It just, it's not. I mean, it's like, it's like they have this like pride thing almost like, well, I'm not going to overturn the call I just made. Yeah. I just, that made, would mean I'm wrong. That would mean I'm wrong in the moment. And another thing, they're probably super scared of affecting the game like they're not supposed to. So if it's not blatant, we're not going to call it. But there's no consistency in it now because even yeah. the blatant ones are getting called. Right. Basically. And they're getting reviewed and still not overturned. To get a, a pass interference overruled, you need to just go out and five seconds before the ball is thrown, form tackle a, a, a receiver, and then sit on him, and then like hold him down. And then if he gets up, do it again. And then you're going to get the call. But other than that right now, you're just not going to get overturned. It's like one of the last 22 have been overturned correctly. Yeah. That's just insane numbers. We we all thought going into the season it was going to be too much overturn. We were all worried that oh, right. there's pass interference every play. So right. there's coach. Now it's well, just like and I, that might be the thing they don't want to like it's a overcompensation of they don't want it to be like that exactly. But now what's the rule for if yeah. you can't even can't even well use and it? as a fan we think you know oh that's pass interference. Well then when these coaches who don't want to use their timeout you know they don't want to use their timeout yeah they don't want to waste it so they must have kind of the same thought we have that is a pass interference it has to be yeah and then there's like a it's interesting i was watching the bucks panthers game and they mentioned on the broadcast bruce arians has a full-time official on his like a a full-time staff member who used to be an nfl official he hired him and he's the one in his ear when he's challenging stuff yeah i'm wondering if that's something that's going to be the norm or if it is the norm already but even, it, would, it wouldn't surprise me if it is the norm. And even then, when the rules analysts like Gene Steratore and Dean Blandino, they come on the TV and they analyze these plays, they're wrong half the time anyway. So yeah. who knows? So well, that, and, and, and even the play we were just talking about, was it Dean Blandino that was like, oh, I, that's the, great officiating right there. It was Steratore. Or Steratore, yeah. Steratore. That's great officiating right there. It was a terrible call. <laughs> yeah, it was like, <laughs> so what? It, it's just really What weird. are you watching? It's weird mechanics right now, but penalties that's in general something the Chiefs need to clean up because that was a terrible call but in general the Chiefs are getting flagged and they deserve it. I mean we it. got penalized four times on the first drive. Yeah and Mahomes had 112 yards passing on a 90 or 100 yard football field that's how many penalties we had. Yeah. So our penalties are are terrible right now and most of the time if you watch for the Chiefs they're deserved right now. Oh, we're, yeah. we're committing a decent amount like Brashad Breeland and his holding calls I know. It's like three a week now for the past couple yeah. weeks. And they're and bad. They're, it's like you don't even need to do it bad. Not just bad that, oh, well, usually if he's dude's wide open, you grab a jersey. I'm like, well, you saved a touchdown. Good job. But it's like in double coverage, and Breland's just tugging on jerseys to get guys down. Yeah. So it's uh, we need to clean penalties up. That's one of the key things going forward, which – Honestly, though, we needed to clean penalties up last year and never did it. And then what did us in in the AFC Championship game? Yeah. D Ford offsides. Yeah. It's, it's just another penalty. And the, yeah, it's just, it's like right now the Chiefs are the perfect concoction of bad viewing experience. Oh, it's so Because tough to watch. what do fans hate? We hate penalties because in our mind, they should never happen. Exactly. Which they, obviously, that's the wrong thing to think about. Them. But, but as fans, as fans, every penalty they should, is wrong. Yeah. They shouldn't happen. Second thing, turnovers. They should never happen. And we're getting the, the ball's getting punched out. We're throwing picks. Well, with the a pick, a pick, and then Mahomes fumbled, and then and then run defense. There is nothing more frustrating than watching the other team just just pound it away. At your, at just your and we line. just sit there. Like I went up, I made myself a snack. I came back, nothing to change. Like 
the Texans were just 30 yards further down the field. And then still handing it off. Yeah, and they're just still handing it off. Yeah, it's it's very it's very frustrating. So we, transi- we, we talked about penalties. Well, let's transition to run defense. The biggest problem with our run defense right now is not that it's bad. It's that it's historically bad. Yeah. Because the numbers show run defense, by and large, doesn't matter a ton in the grand scheme of the game. But when you're giving up instead, because like if you're at, if you're letting up like three to four yards a carry, you that's kind of rough. You don't want that. Right. But you can overcome that. But when you're giving up seven, eight yards a carry, it just shifts the entire game into to something we haven't seen before. Because teams now, what they're doing is is against the Chiefs, they're lining up, they're running the football, and then. The Ravens started the trend, and everyone's doing it now. They're just going for it on fourth down because our defense is that Why not? bad. Fourth and two? Fourth yeah. and four? They're saying your run defense is so bad, it's a better chance we stop that, well, that you don't stop us than we stop in your offense is basically what it is. They're and saying, and it's, it's, right. it's, wor- it's worked. It's the right call. Yeah. It's the right call. and it's Even there at the end of the game, I'm like, how do you not take the points here? And then like, oh, we're just going to go for it, and we're going to get it, and we're going to easily get it. And we're and it's not even going to be close, and then yeah. they're going to ice the game. So when when the Texans lined up on that last fourth down, and then they – in my head, I was like, okay, it's a one-possession game. Fourth down stop, they're going to regret this. They should have just kicked a field goal. Fairbairn right. was having a tough game, but, yeah. I mean – Kick the field goal, punt it. Don't give us a chance. Like this is this is this is what we need. And then we brought pressure. I thought we got to Watson for a second, and then he just throws an easy completion to Hopkins. It was wide open in the middle of the field. Will Fuller was also like stupid open on that play. It was it, it was never gonna work. The game's over, and I'm just as a fan, I'm sitting there like, are we ever gonna get a stop? That's just gonna be yeah. Just it and what was us. frustrating? They didn't even run it because they didn't have to because no. they could beat us anywhere. They could beat on, yeah anywhere on the field. Um, so. <laughs> Now we can – those are two reasons we lost, run defense, penalties. Now let's transition to injuries because that's huge. Yeah, I mean, last week our preview, you know, was the B squad. The B squad, that's what it was. That's what it was. I mean, okay, so we started Martinez Rankins at left guard, who was the guy we got in the Carlos Hyde trade. So that was – it was the Martinez Rankins revenge game too. We didn't even talk about it. He must have forgot. <laughs> I think so. And then because Andrew, uh, Andrew Lai was out, started Irving because of Fisher – Sammy was ruled out, which we all expected. No Chris Jones, no Anthony Hitchens. It was just, I mean, and the linebackers struggled, so I think Hitchens could have could have well, helped in that game. Our linebackers struggle anyway. Exactly. So when we're down to our second string, then we're really Hitchens is like a number two, a nice compliment on any other defense, probably. On our on our defense, he's like probably our best linebacker. And so when he's out, which is we're putting guys like Darren Lee, who I was kind of excited about pass coverage, but he's been super disappointing even there. Yeah. And he's not a run stopper in general. So I was like, oh, Darren Lee's a good pass cover linebacker. He's not even doing that well. Raglan's been healthy scratch, but he play he played this week, but he's been like, where did Reggie Raglan go? Right. And then Ben Neiman, an undrafted free agent from last year. So our linebackers in general are just not good. And that's a big part of the run defense being very bad. Yeah. So, I mean, and the Eagles just released Zach Brown. So we'll another reject, another reject, <laughs> but in our group chat, we had, uh, someone said, you know, we have an Eagles fan in our fantasy football league. So we just released, you know, we just released Zach Brown was the message he sent. And someone said, well, probably cause he's on tour. And I thought that was kind of funny, but <laughs> then I started looking and I'm like, you know what? And chiefs. Twi-. So I was like, Eagles released Zach Brown, get on Twitter, uh, chiefs Twitter immediately. 
we're going to sign Zach Brown. We're going to sign Zach Brown. We're going to sign Zach Brown. So maybe we get another. Well, I read the, you know, four places that he could go. You know, one of those. Yeah. Chiefs obviously on that list. I think they're on the list for every defensive player. Every right defensive now. player that's available. And like, we'll just take anybody. One of those guys, maybe we sign. I mean, I don't know. But he, like you said, he'd be another one of those rejects at linebacker because every, every person starting at linebacker for the Chiefs, we have Hitchens and Damian Wilson, who are former Cowboys. We traded for Darren Lee because he was super disappointing. He was considered a bust. We traded for Reggie Ragland, who was super disappointing and considered a bust. Then we have an undrafted free agent, and then Dorio Daniels been hurt, but he's honestly not that much of an upgrade over any of them, if at all. So maybe we just roll the dice on Zach Brown and see what we can get from him. I mean, yeah, maybe. So, um, linebackers injured. Other injuries that are hurting us, I mean – Mahomes. Mahomes being hobbled. Chris Jones is the big one. We covered that a little bit. Hopefully he's back soon. After that, it's just at this point, the guys that are there need to perform well. Need to perform better. Yeah. Because we're well, gonna, I, I think even the starters need to perform better. It, yeah, you know, like there's no guy stepping up and playing right. better. When guys I mean, are Yeah, and Tyreek stepped up. He did, big. And he could be a little injured, but he's stepping up at least. I, I expect him to continue to do that. Hopefully we get these guys back soon. What I'm really looking forward to is we have the short week this week, which is going to be tough to get some of those injured players back. But then we get the long rest, the, the yeah. 10, 11 days, the whatever it is. Buy or whatever they call so it. So I really hope we can start getting those guys worked back in in that long rest period. I hope Mahomes' ankle can get rested up in that 10, yeah. 11 day window. So I really look forward to that. I think the offensive line right now is our number one. Number one, for sure. We need both guys back bad, Wiley and yeah. Fisher. Um, yeah. We did sign Stephen Wisniewski. He'll probably, if he's up to speed, he'll start Thursday, is, is my belief at left guard. But I'm not, that's, you know, that's just speculation. We'll have to wait and see. I don't know how much of an upgrade he is, but he did, he started a lot of games in his career. He's, if not a solid veteran presence, hopefully he can add just a little boost. Because the, the, the frustrating thing about these injuries, everyone that's hurt, it's like not a clear timetable of return. Everyone is like week to week. So we just don't know yeah. when we're getting guys back. Well, we even talked, we touched on that last week. At least. None of them are out, out. Exactly, but it's you know, yeah. But, so we just don't know. But when we do, we could get all these guys. The way it's shaped up, all these guys could come back literally in one week. It's that kind of injury status up in the mm-hmm. air. Because uh, Chris Jones is probably going to be out this week. Eric Fisher, yeah. they're both not good. Chris it's Jones, a short week, yeah. so we can expect some. Chris Jones, Eric Fisher, for sure out. After that, I mean, maybe those are the only two that might be in doubt the next week because Sammy sounded close to ready this week before the Texans game. Hitch sounded kind of up in the air. So those guys were probably – they have a chance for Thursday. If not, we could be getting like a boatload of guys back for our next matchup after the Thursday. And we'll game. have plenty of time to get them worked back Work in. back in, and then we can also – this so quote-unquote mini bye week we can use as a, as a way to fix things that aren't necessarily working. So that will help a lot too. Anything else on the Texans game? Oh, I did want to cover one more thing, and that was uh, – it seemed like for the second straight week, Andy Reid made a very bad decision – in crunch time, when it was second or it was first down, and we ran that screen play, I didn't like that call, but I was like, okay, he was maybe he saw something. The screen game was working earlier was in the this? game. When was this? The last drive the Chiefs had the okay. three and out. Okay. So it was that screen call, and then they declined a penalty because they lost yards. So it was second and fourteen, and then Andy ran the ball the next play. To me, that was just so mind blowing of a decision. There's literally – you might only have one drive left in the game to tie it up. 
You have. I mean, the way the defense is playing, you do have one. Exactly. And they know that. Exactly. And you have, banged up or not, Mahomes is shown in these big moments. Like last week against the Colts, on a third and 28, he gets you 27 on a play that Pringle really should have got the first on. Mm-hmm. So it's second and 14. You have to stop in crunch situations taking the ball out of Mahomes' hand. You have to. I think the problem right now is the Chiefs are running the ball well early last week or this week against the Texans. LaShawn McCoy averaged over seven yards a carry in the first half, and we we weren't running it in the after the first quarter. We stopped. We're we're not running early and we're running late, and I, those two situations need to be flipped. You need yeah. you need to run early if you're going to run, and then in crunch time when you need something to happen, you have to trust your MVP quarterback going well, forward. Well, and if you look, if you think about it, you know. If we run a little more in the first half, that's less shots Mahomes has to take. That's less chances yes. that ankle gets hit. You know, it's like it stuff may, like that. It may be in just a, makes sense. Yeah, it just may, makes too much sense. It may be ineffective, but it's taking him out of harm's way. You're 100 percent right. And even just to that, it was working. Lashawn McCoy had a couple really, really nice runs, like almost breakaway type runs that I was yeah. getting super excited about. And then we just stopped going to it. And so the problem I have right now isn't that we're too pass happy. It's that we're not pass happy enough in the situations we need to be. Crunch time, give it to Mahomes, let him spin. Early in the game, try to if you want to try to establish a run, do it early. If it's working, you keep pounding it. If not, that's when you go away. Mm-hmm. But it was working this week, and then we still went away. Mahomes took too many shots. It, the the game script got weird, and you don't want to. It's 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 right now. You don't. We don't want to give the ball back to other offenses at this point. No, you know because they're going to take drain the clock out. Well, that's what we've been seeing here recently. The yeah. three and outs that. I was like, when's the last time I've seen a three and out? Like at the Colts game last week. Yeah, and then the, when's the last time I've seen a three and, and out? And it, the both three and outs have come in like the worst, the worst, the worst time to have a three and out. Like three and out in the second quarter, okay, you you'll handle that. But possibly the last drive of the game that you get in this case, it was. Yeah. How long did Chiefs have the ball there in the fourth quarter? A minute twenty-five. That's I've never heard of that. Never. We saw the ball what once in the fourth. One time. That's insane. That is insane. It needs to be fixed. Well, we went negative five or negative four yards, whatever. Yeah, I, that was our fourth quarter total. Yeah, it was. That's just and we can't blame that on the run defense. You can't, but um, <laughs> it's weird because the run defense obviously affects time of possession. The offense right now is not the offense right now is not clicking at the level that it was last year. So the defense obviously looks very bad. To me, it looks like the same defense as last year, but with a little more turnovers, honestly. Like, yeah. if I'm being 100%, like, Charvarius Ward, he looked good against DeAndre Hopkins this week. Hopkins. I mean, yeah, Hopkins had a ton of catches, but it what, was, it was 50 yards, yeah, maybe? Yeah, it, it was, like, not a great week for DeAndre. And well, dink and dunk. When he was on Charvarius Ward, Sharv held him to, like, four catches for, like, 20 yards, and then he had that pick. Like, Sharv looked good out there this week. So we need to be able to force teams to throw it on us. And if that means being more susceptible to the pass, I'll take it. Because right now, if, if I was the Chiefs, just hypothetically, if I, if I had a uh, way to fix this, I would take away the run. Absolutely take away the run. I, put, I would stop going nickel. I would let teams carve us up through the air. Because if you do that, it's like a pick-your-poison thing, but the time of possession is going to at least be better. Yeah. If someone hits us for a 60-yard touchdown, I'd prefer that than 60 yards of driving it on the ground right. and taking the ball out of Mahomes' hand. Yeah. So at this point, I'd go big. Just go out of nickel, put your base linebackers and linemen at Benatti, Okafer, Jones when he's back. Just your big run-stuffing studs, put Raglan on the field, Hitch and Damian Wilson, and then I'd use Daniel Sorensen more. Yeah. I can't believe I'm saying that. I like Dirty Dan, but 
right now, just use Daniel Sorensen more. And yeah. then if you get beat over the top, oh well, we're in that we're in a shootout, but we're in a shootout where Mahomes gets the ball more. Yeah. Let so. Matthew cheat up in the box. Yeah, just take take away. He has got a nose for the ball like few I've seen. Oh, it's so beautiful. It, it's I, just love like, I, love it. I love watching I love him it. I love watching him play. I've been a fan of him since LSU. I have too. And it was like a dream come true when Chiefs signed him. I I wanted him. I was banging the table for him last year when he signed with the Texans. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's a good one for us. We should be looking at that. Didn't end up happening. It happened this year. But I'm really glad he's on the team. I've always been a big Honey Badger fan. But right now, Chiefs, just take away the run. Make it. Make it a, a emphasis, and I know that's easier said than done, but you can put the body because right now we're playing a lot of nickel. We're playing a lot of nickel, and you can you can make a personnel switch and maybe shore this run defense up again. You'll sacrifice passing yards, but so be it. Anything else on the Texans? Or I mean, we talked I, a lot of Chiefs. I, I think one more thing. I think Deshaun Watson looked really good. He did. I think it's funny that every quarterback we play. If they beat Mahomes, they're now an MVP candidate. Oh, uh, that's actually a good point. I did want to talk about that a little bit. Because he's not. No. He's not an MVP no. candidate. It's not close. No. He's not even. He's not like top 10 in pass yards. He threw two picks against the Chiefs. to one. He had the rushing touchdowns, but he didn't have a great game. He, he's a great young player who played really well. Yeah. I, like, I like Deshaun Watson he's nice. as a player. He's nice with yeah. it. I love Deshaun, but Russell Wilson is by far outplaying Deshaun yeah. Watson. Oh yeah. Mahomes is by Mahomes is on pace for 5700 yards still. If that happens there's no other MVP in the league. It's literally done. Yeah. You know, if you set the all-time season single passing record, it's done. You're the MVP. I at this point I'd have Christian McCaffrey over Deshaun Watson. McCaffrey is like Oh, I would too. Just stud I know he's a running back, but uh, there's But he's putting up numbers that are insane. Gaudy. He before going into this week, he had more offense than three teams combined total yards. He had more total yards than the Jets themselves. That's in, that's insane. Yeah, dude. that's so, absurd. So I mean, Deshaun's not on that level yet, like as far as numbers and statistically, his teams Who only. Was it? I think it was Rappaport that tweeted. Like, it was Rappaport. If we're talking about Patrick Mahomes as an MVP, we should be talking about Deshaun Watson too. Exactly, and we should like because he's not no. there. He, his his team's not winning a lot. You have to have a special combination of things to be MVP. That's nothing against Deshaun, and that's also nothing against the Texans because back to back weeks, their their biggest weakness that offensive line has looked a lot improved. Yeah, and this team, we didn't get one sack. No, we didn't get one sack at all. None on this and supposed I trash line. I think we line. both talked last week about. They have a bad offensive line. Yeah. We well, should be feasting. And we didn't. And then this is the third We straight, famished. This is the third straight week the Chiefs have played a team without their best pass defenders and they haven't taken advantage of it. Yeah. Kareem Jackson was out today. You and know, then you know who the Texans were starting? No, I don't. Philip Gaines. Oh, I did know that. Philip Gaines. And we were picking on him pretty good. We cut Philip Gaines. Chiefs fans hated. Philip Gaines and our offense got to go against them in meaningful snaps against Tyree Kill and we didn't take advantage of it. It's the third straight week we haven't been able to do that, and that's just frustrating. Mm-hmm. But I mean, once again, we need to pull back the panic a little bit. We we had time to be critical. Now we can we can just move past this. We can go forward, and now it's time to be positive again. Yeah, I got all mine out. I think. I think, I got, I think I'm ready. I think I'm I, finally ready. I, I think I got all my energy at least out. yesterday. I don't want to say I like expected them to lose, but I didn't expect them to lose against the Colts. I didn't either. I was like, the Texans might get us. That's a because I much like we've point, talked yeah. about injuries. We just don't look good right now. I don't no. know what it is. It, I it, hope it, the injuries it's help. Injuries. But it's penalties. It's poor play. Some play calling. 
And guess what? We're still 4-2. and two. We still have a great right. chance to really see his whole AFC rest this week. So we can move past this. We can, we're can. we 4-2 now. That's the way of the world, and it's time to – we got over – I think I this was more therapeutic than anything for me this week. I, I got, think so, too. I got it all out, and I'm ready to – Chiefs by 60 this week. By 60? By, Chiefs by 60. Well, we're back at Arrowhead. We're back at – no, we're uh, – we're we're on the road this week. Oh, we on the road? Yeah, this is our only oh game in October that's that's on the road. Well, thin air, the ball flies further. Exactly. So. Mahomes can he throw it over the mountains, man. So we'll see. But uh, c- coming up, we got Denver, so we got another little preview for you, and uh, we think it's a good one this week. In the not so distant future, cities will be in mountains, stadiums will become battlefields, and the hope of all mankind will look to one player. With no home to return to and no defense, he fights against all odds. He's the best chance we've got. He's the On the Road Warrior. Starring the mutants of the AFC West, the 26th ranked offense versus the 28th ranked defense, the ghost of Sammy Watkins and Mahomes on a peg leg. Thursday night witness the on the road warrior you're not ready so going into this game man i want to be confident i want to keep sticking to my guns of of confidence and positivity but after two straight home losses it's It's getting harder it is getting harder i'm gonna do it though i'm gonna predict the chiefs win i'm telling you right now we're gonna get into well i don't think we It, it's going to be a bad day when we're like, nope, Chiefs aren't going to win this Chiefs one. are going to win. There's going to be a couple that I'm going to predict a Chiefs loss. These last few games, I really hadn't seen it, though, just based off everything I knew. And it's starting to kind of compile into a different – It's one thing that we need to do right now as Chiefs fans, just across the board, is recognize this team is not last year's team. Next year's team will not be this year's team. The NFL is fluid. This team is not the offensive juggernaut at this point that it was last year. We already have two games under 26 points. That's never happened in Patrick Mahomes' career. This is the first. These are the first two. So we need to start right now. We need to temper the expectations because we saw one of the historically best offenses in the league, like, like in history of the NFL last year. We're not going to get that this year. We might start getting that towards the end of the year, but right now we're not the same offense. So we need to temper expectations on what we're going to score, I think. And right now it's going to be tough going forward to be super confident in the team, but I still, I still have a lot of positivity regarding it. Yeah, and I think another thing we can look at just real quick before we get into this Broncos game, who's our biggest threat? You know, everyone knows it. It's the Patriots. Yes. Their defense is good. It's, yeah. But it's, their offense is bad. Their offense looks terrible. Stinks. It looks it, – it, it, I mean, they kept saying, oh, Gronk, you know, no Gronk, that's not going to be a problem. And and they were obviously lying about that when they went on. And, Why uh, do you think they got Antonio, Antonio Brown? Antonio Brown, exactly. They Why? knew they needed it. I mean, so – they they needed and they they look on offense what we look like on defense. I know that's a little unfair to say, but they're getting a lot of opportunities from their defense. Well, and their schedule, oh, oh man, has been easy. It's so hard to talk about the schedule because it's like it sounds like an excuse, but it has been tough looking at that schedule and seeing a loss for the Patriots anywhere, anywhere. Yeah, like the Giants gave them a good game, and that's the closest they've really been. I don't know. I here's the thing. Right now, last year, the Patriots did win the Super Bowl. They were 11-5 and five in the regular season. They, were, they lost to Miami 
at one point. They, yeah. They had some bad losses. So we've had some we've had some losses now that we can start expecting that we can temper our expectations. But in this Denver game, it's one of those games like I don't want to call it a must win, but with the Chiefs' schedule coming up, it's 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 dang near close to one. This well, early in the season, I think we're getting to the point from a confidence standpoint that too that it's a must win. Yes. So I'll read off the schedule. We have the Broncos this week, and then we have the Packers, the Vikings, the Titans, the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Patriots. I did not list the team right there with a losing record outside of the Titans. Oh, and the Chargers, I guess. I'm not used to saying that. Yeah. But, and by then, it probably won't be. But the Packers game is big. We have the Vikings. We have the Patriots. And then we have the Bears, the Raiders again, who have a winning record right now. Like, the schedule coming up, we need a win here, especially against a division rival. Yeah. Because the Raiders, and I hate to say it, but they're, quote, they're nipping at our heels a little bit. I don't expect that to stay the same, but. Well, they don't look bad they anymore. Don't, yeah, they don't look bad. And they don't look like a team that we need to take lightly, even though we want to. Well, it looks like we can't take any team lightly exactly. or they'll just run down our throat and beat us. The Broncos are a team just like that, too, because what they want to do anyway is run the football. They have Joe Flacco at quarterback. They're outside of a huge receiving threat outside of, like, Emmanuel Sanders. Corlin Sutton's okay. I mean, he's, he's a nice player. But they have Philip Lindsay. They have Royce Freeman. They have Vic Fangio, who's an old-school kind of guy. Mm-hmm. They have a very good run offense, and that's something that they're going to they're gonna try to exploit this week. And I think, you know, division rivals – it's just different, you it know. Is different. Like, and the Broncos will not compete this year. They won't. I think we know that. But they will fight. But us this hard. is this is their Super Bowl for the year, you mm-hmm. know. Like, what makes them happier than beating the Chiefs? Not just beating us in prime time. It's one of their only prime time games yeah. left against us, who are who, we're very susceptible right now. They're going to come out swinging, and this oh, is yeah. a game we could go down early in if we're not oh, careful. Yeah. So, I mean, we did last year. Yeah, and, and we had a good team last year. It took some Mahomes, some magic, yeah. Mahomes magic crunch. I think to the get in first there. Mahomes magic we really saw. We really got to. You're right that we really got to like this kid's special. Yeah, left hand. This pass. is different. Yeah, yeah. So uh, here's a here's an interesting stat. Um, we had our guy pull this up. It's Andy Reid's record on short weeks, which is just less than seven days. So it's not just Thursday night games. It's like Monday night football to Sunday like morning. So less than seven, like less than a normal week since 2015. His record is four and five with short preparation time. He's the anti like because he's good on bye weeks. He's right. got a losing record on short rest, which is not indicative of Andy Reid per se, because I'm sure that's true for a lot of coaches because short weeks are hard to win on. But just with the Chiefs since 2015, he's four and five, so that that's another cause for concern right there to to ring some bells. I think there's a lot. I mean, like we said, I don't want to count the Chiefs out. It's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a very tough game. And it's really going to be, and I think the Broncos' defense, though it's not Super Bowl Broncos' defense, you know, it's not even. I don't know if it's close to Super Bowl Broncos' defense. They don't have Bradley Chubb anymore. That is big. That is which true. is nice because our offensive line, as we've talked about already, if the Broncos were smart, they'd move Von Miller to our left side a lot because Mitch Schwartz yeah. is Mitch Schwartz is some kryptonite for some good pass rushers. Yeah. So if they're smart, they'll utilize him on the left. But that's but they still have a good defense. They do. Actually, keep Tlaib is out too. Uh, keep, well, keep Tlaib plays for the oh, Rams. Oh right. I don't know. Why he is out though. He is, he is out. out. But he's gone. I saw that. He's gone. Like, I think Broncos. is what you meant because yeah. Yeah. They do still have Chris Harris though, and he is a very very good corner. Very good. And I can't believe him and Akeem Tlaib. Speaking of them. Both Kansas, they are, both Kansas guys, at the same time. Kansas guys, it's crazy. Those some of those teams that have the same, you know, guys on their same team. 
like, what was it, Hawkinson and Fant were the two tight ends on the same team last year in the first round? Yeah, two tight ends. On the same team, first-round picks. That's it's Classic cra- Iowa. Cra- yeah, if you're going to have a position come out of Iowa, it's tight end. But, okay, so the we have the Andy Reid on a short week stat. We also have Mahomes against Denver. He's played Denver three times in his career. He is averaging 297 passing yards a game. Uh, he's had he's thrown five touchdowns to two picks in three games against Denver, and he's a 96 passer rating. So pretty good against Denver. But once again, that's one of those skewed stats because Mahomes has been pretty good against everyone, really. Yep. But this is the team he's going to have the biggest sample size against because his first ever game was against Denver, and that uh, the week we rested our starters and Alex Smith got the day off. So Mahomes has had an extra game against him than the other AFC West opponents. So this will be his fourth. Well, I think around. we've seen. He plays better against teams he knows. He I does. Think we know that. That is true. Um, uh, unadded element to this, though, is Vic Fangio. He was the defensive coordinator for the Bears last year. He's a very good defensive mind. He's probably and he has the pieces to take advantage that that blueprint we talk about. He yeah. has the pieces to get pass rush and smothering coverage. So, so we'll see how much that gives the Chiefs problems with Tyreek Hill back. I expect it to not be as big of an issue because it's hard to play man against a guy like that. We'll take some shots. The Chiefs so far, just another just a quick little statistical roundup. They're third in total offense. They're first in passing offense. 24th in rushing offense. So that that's insane that they're third in yards per game in total offense, and they're 24th in rushing. That just shows you how well their passing game's clicking. We're fifth in points per game. The Broncos' defense is fourth in total yards. So the third-ranked offense against the fourth-ranked defense. Their passing defense is fourth. Their points per game is 17th. So that's a... It's a pretty good matchup to two different sided weighted teams going up against each other. Um, key factor of this game is definitely going to be one health. I don't know. Who, I don't think we have a chance to get Jones or Fisher back this week. We do have a chance to get a chance to get Hitchens back. I think Watkins at the moment's fifty fifty. The Chiefs don't have an official injury report because they don't practice on a Monday, even yeah. though it's a short week. So there's not really we don't really have a gauge of that yet. But going forward to this game, I it's just. It's going to be a lot of can the Chiefs overcome the things that have been plaguing them in weeks past against yeah. an inferior opponent. One thing I'm looking for is I think we've been missing that play calling from like begin, you know, where there's a, those crazy plays, you know, that just work. Oh yeah, you know, and it's like it seems like we've gotten very. I don't know if it's basic. I don't know if the execution isn't there. I but think, I think the, that, like the one play where he does the where he holds the ball behind his back, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Yes. We haven't seen that. It, which is weird from an Andy Reid offense. It's the play calling is getting basic. I think a lot of that has to do with personnel, though. It's tough. I was about to say it's tough. It has to be personnel. It, it's tough to call a game like as much as we'd like to pretend that when guys are hurt, you can still call the game normally. When your depth is challenged, we've seen more Patrick Mahomes sprint right flood plays than we've seen ever before. That's because our left side's so susceptible. He's literally sprinting right, and all the plays are flooding to the right just to try to buy him an extra second or so. So right now we're kind of calling plays, tempering to our injuries, which is, I mean, it's tough to do, but you, you got to do it when you're at this level. For Denver, I think the key here is getting Philip Lindsay going. He's gotten going in the past couple weeks. Uh, Royce Freeman, he's a big asset for them. Joe Flacco. Uh, this is the first time the, the Chiefs really get to see a guy like Flacco, since I guess since week one against Nick Foles. Because Nick Foles is that tall statue quarterback. Um, Stafford's a little like that, but he he's not super mobile, but he gets the ball out at weird arm angles, so he's got that going for him. 
Uh, Deshaun Watson, obviously super mobile. Gardner Minshew gets the ball out quick. We didn't know that week one, but we yeah. know that now. We saw it uh, week one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we didn't know that he was what he was getting. Minshew mania was going to take yeah. over at that point. We did see Derek Carr. He's he also he was getting the ball out very quickly against us. Uh, Joe is one of those kind of old school prototype quarterbacks, tall, big armed, statue esque in the pocket. So yeah. I do expect some some pressure opportunities at least with him. Hopefully, so, hopefully, I mean, hopefully Frank Clark can get. Even though he had, he had a good game. He actually, actually. did. He actually had the best game as a Chief. Most people don't realize yeah. he had five pressures in the game, which I mean they didn't result in sacks, but Watson was getting the ball out of his hands so quickly, yeah. which is crazy for him because he holds the ball longer than anybody in the league. But it was quick passes, and Flacco might be able to take advantage of that this week. But if they do get down a score or so, I do see him holding on to the ball a little longer, and hopefully Clark can get I home. think it's important, like we talked about earlier, is for us to kind of break that mold, break that the the the, the playbook is out of – or how do you beat the Chiefs? Chiefs yeah. I think we have to break that mold. We have mold to break it. You, because, have to, you have to adjust because – And we haven't, and we just getting, we're just getting beat. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one thing to – to trust your guys to do what you think they can and, and continue to play the way you want. But it's another, after you have multiple losses, you have to accept that things do need to change. I'm, I'm curious to see, and it's going to be tough because it's a short week to implement major adjustments this yeah. short, but I'm curious to see what we do. I do think that there, there's going to be, we're going to see something a little different offensively and defensively. We'll probably be less nickel this week is my guess. Offensively, I don't know. Maybe we should start trying the quick passing game with Mahomes hobbled a little bit. I don't yeah. know how much he's going to be hurt going in here, but it's just such a hard game to, to diagnose with the short week, the injuries, the penalties. Mm-hmm. I, the Chiefs team is an enigma right now. It really yeah. is, and and I just I don't know going forward. I'm not confident like I should be in this game. Yeah, me neither. And it's and I mean, tough. and even Vegas – Chiefs are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Yes, and if you asked Vegas to make these odds two weeks ago, like if it was like, all right, Vegas, you have to make these odds before the Colts game, like right before, the odds probably would have been like 13 points. It would have been something crazy like that because the Broncos were winless and the Chiefs were 4-0. So this game is important, one, because the divisional standings, got to get a win there, two, for confidence, three, just because – we have a tough schedule. I mean, there's a lot of things working against us that we need to win this game. Tough schedule coming up. Um, I don't know. We have to win. <laughs> yeah, we do have to win. Do you think we'll win? I think we'll win. You gotta, okay. I think we find a way to win. I do too. I, okay, so we I predicted last week the Texans. I said we we jump on them early, which we did, 17-3, but yeah. I thought it would be longer in the first quarter. We both predicted big wins against the Colts. It's probably the first week that we're both hesitant. I'm probably going to go super yeah. conservative with my score prediction. Oh, I'm going super conservative too. But before we get to score prediction, uh, just a couple guys who you think is going to break out, have a big game. You can go uh, We'll go for the Chiefs, and then I do want to talk about maybe a Denver player or two that could give us fits. I like, I like the run game. I, I think we have to establish the run game. Bounce back run game? I, I, think, a, I think we need a run game. We do. It's Where Mahomes, just we kind of take the pressure off of him. Take the pressure off his ankle, and, really. Yeah, and the thing is, we should be able to have a run game with how good our passing yeah. offense and is. And I think we get back to Travis Kelsey, just the basics. Yeah, okay, so with the run game, last year against the Colts, that was, that's what we used to beat them. It was cold, it was snowy, and we just lined it up. We gave Damian Williams like his career high in carries almost, and we just pounded the rock, and we were able to do that. We're not able to do that right now, 
Maybe if we try to establish it, we can get back to it a little bit, though. I, I'd like to thank. I also like to thank when your offensive line is banged up, it'll be easier for them to run block than pass block. Yeah. And I would rather trust, you know, a running back getting stuffed because at least he's got a full head of steam getting stuffed at, like, you know, a, a one-yard gain than Mahomes getting hit on a bum ankle. Right. So, bounce back run game for us. I like that. I think Travis Travis usually has a big game against Denver. Yeah. Kind of like we said last week, he has one against the Texans. He'll probably be a huge factor against the Broncos. Yeah. I'm curious to see if they put Chris Harris on him, which is a possibility. Uh, Chris Harris is very good at covering the slot. Travis, he, I mean, as a tight end, he lines up inside quite a bit. We do mm-hmm. use him on the outside, but that'll be a matchup to watch. Um, for the Broncos, Phillip Lindsay is going to be the key. On defense for us, it's once again, it can Frank Clark – can he finally be Frank Clark, or yeah. we'll just – I don't know. There's a lot of mystery wrapped up right now. So, for score, what do, what do you have for this score? Um, <laughs> this is a tough one. You're gonna, I'm going to go low. I'm going to go low, too. And I didn't want to bet against that 26 point, but I think I have to at yeah. this point. Yeah, okay, so you have us under 26? I think – I'm like in 24 – 17, something like 24 that. 24 to 17. Okay, so I had the Chiefs winning. I didn't go under the 26 point. I had them winning 28-21. Okay. Because just with Tyreek back, I, I want to believe the offense can put up points against Denver. Even though Denver's a very good defense, I, I just want to – last year we scored 27 against them in Monday Night Football. So this year, Thursday Night Football, short week, I know – the offense, it looked good with Tyreek back. I do expect Tyreek to go back to a normal amount of snaps this week. This all relies also if Sammy Watkins plays because he's he's a very big factor. If he does play, I do think us scoring 28 isn't out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. But we'll just have to see. So we're 1-1 one one on those this year, right, on our yep. bets. Yep. Last week you had the Texans losing by three. I had the Texans losing by six, so obviously you were a little closer. 1-1. One to one. This will be the week we break that. I think I got you. I think you I went too. Think so. Yeah, I think you went too low on our offense. Actually, what's probably going to happen is the Chiefs catch me sleeping and they win by sixty. Win by sixty because you didn't say it this week. Because I didn't say it. They got to prove something to me though before I'm back on the you don't, sixty. You grand. don't get that that luxury. You don't just get that for free. Yeah, we don't just give you by sixty. It's Chiefs by forty. Chiefs by forty. It's Chiefs man. by forty till you earn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, I'm I'm just I'm nervous for this game. I really am, and. I wasn't nervous for the Colts game. I was a little nervous for the Texans game. I was still confident. Right now, we're playing probably the worst team we've seen on our schedule so far as other than, I mean, the Raiders have been playing well. We thought they were going to be the worst. The Jags have been playing well of late as well. So this is probably the worst team we've seen on our schedule, and it's the least confident I've been going into a Chiefs game. That's crazy to me. Yeah. But I just want to, as a PSA, I want everyone out there that's just so worried about the Chiefs right now Pull back a little bit. There's a lot of rage on the internet over the Chiefs. Oh yeah. There, I've seen some crazy. I've seen like fire Spagnola, fire fire Dave Tobe, fire Brett Veach, fire Andy Reid, trade Frank Clark. Like I've seen every take in the book out there, and I've seen it consistently. It wasn't just one like crazy outlandish person. I, it's been a very steady. Well, I saw a Twitter poll, and it was like, who do you blame for this Chiefs? You know, it was like Andy, Brett, Steve. Um, I can't remember the fourth person, whoever it was. Mahomes. Yeah. It wasn't Mahomes. It, was, but it was something like that. And it was like 24%, 23%, 26%. Yes. It was like, we don't know who to blame, but we want to blame somebody. And so we're blaming everybody. Yeah. So I want everyone to just take a step back and realize 
yes, it's been ugly. The Chiefs haven't been blown out in a game yet this year. You know, we lost by a yeah. single possession in each game. The teams we lost to, it's not I, – yes, I get their home games, but they're not – they're not terrible teams. These are decent teams we're playing. And we're 4-2 and two with a two-game lead on the Chargers in the AFC West. We only have a one-game lead on the Raiders, but the Raiders have to show me more before I start. Yeah. You know, 3-2 is worried. long great. It's, it's great for them as a, as a turnaround, but I'm going to have to see it consistently before I get super worried. So we're, the Chiefs are in a very good position. Maybe we're not in good position anymore for the first-round bye just because of the Patriots' soft schedule yeah. and, you know, the, the lead they have on us. But we're in a very good position to host a playoff game, probably get the number two seed, if not maybe the three, yeah. but a, a higher seed in, in the AFC. And we still have the MVP at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Relax. Yeah. Remember the old Aaron Rodgers? He spelled that R-E-L-A-X to the reporters, yeah. and they went on that big tear. Cheese mm-hmm. fans, relax a little bit. It's okay the offense will get better. It will get better. The defense has to get better. And even if the defense doesn't get better and the offense does, we're still an elite team. So, but the defense has to get to better. To win the Super Bowl, yes. We it, have to get better. It has to get better. Yeah. But it, if it doesn't, we're still a very good team. We're still going to mm-hmm. be playing deep into January. The way I like to put it is is when you get – we're going to get to the playoffs. There were some team people out there tweeting, the Chiefs aren't a playoff team right now. Of course not because we're six weeks in, but we do have mm-hmm. four wins. The Chiefs are 100% making the playoffs, barring like a Mahomes injury. Yeah. And even then, they have a lot of talent to make some noise. We're getting in the playoffs, and then if you get into the playoffs and we're relatively healthy, like we have our guys back, and you have Mahomes at quarterback, you only need to win a couple games to get to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So don't start sounding the alarm right now. Don't start thinking, oh, well, this season's over. We started off magically last year and ended in disappointment. Mm-hmm. So now we're starting off with higher expectations, and everyone is just letting that get to them and be more frustrated. So everyone just take a deep breath. We're okay. We're 4-2. If we – to put it this way, if we win this Thursday, we're five and two with the long rest and a three-game lead on the Chargers in the West. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. That's where we want to be. We'll be yeah. okay. Yep. So, other than that, I think that's all we got this week. Um, you can find us once again. We're on Spreaker uh, at KC Kingdom. There's going to be a weekly post accompanying every podcast. You can read up there. We'll have timestamps of everything for every episode. If there's only a certain like, if you if you need to catch a certain part. Um, we'll be on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, all that good stuff. If you want to interact on Twitter, I'm at uh, the KC underscore Ranger and Brett. Brett Strauss. At Brett Strauss. Strauss Brett. Actually, it's Strauss Brett. It's S T R O U S E B R E T T. If you have any questions or anything, we'll try to work that into the show. But that's all we got for you this week. Next week, hopefully, we'll have more Kansas City news in general. We'll be able to talk about that. Um, we'll, we'll talk about what obviously what happens with the Broncos. It'll be a long rest, so we'll have a couple different segments because we won't have a, a, a game to cover. Well, we have the game to cover that week, but it'll be you know in between 10 days. And uh, that's all we got for you, and uh, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.